We're speaking to Dr. Subashini Jayanath, a consultant development pediatrician at UMSC this morning for Growing Pains. Thank you so much, doctor, for joining us for the light breakfast. Thank you for the invitation. Now, morning. With, yeah, morning. With COVID-19 and also dengue cases on the rise, right? Parents are trying really hard to like just keep their children safe inside the house. But when the kids are inside the house, they're mainly on their gadgets, they're watching TV. But how important is outdoor play for children, doctor? Um, if you think of play on its own, just play in general, it's a fundamental right for all children. And outdoor play is a part of play. So that in that respect, it's definitely very important. But we need to also consider that given COVID-19 and the health risks associated with that, we need to use some discretion and common sense as well. Um, there are also things that can be done indoors for the time being. Um, and that, that will help with providing physical activity, but in a slightly safer setup. Um, but generally speaking, if we talk about outdoor play, there are lots of benefits. Firstly, from a general health perspective, it's important for physical development as well as mental development and growth for all children. Um, also, natural sunlight is important because that helps the body produce vitamin D mm. and that's important for bone health. So that's something which you can't really replace with indoor activities. It's also a really nice way for children to meet other kids and to form friendships and maintain those friendships through sport and through other activities. Um, and I think something that we sometimes forget is that also if kids are outdoors in green spaces, particularly like parks and gardens, they get used to you know, being in nature and especially if they do it from a very young age and they continue that, they're more invested in that and that helps us all because at the end of the day, they'll be more interested in preserving the environment. I think um, the other thing that we sometimes also forget is that exercise improves mood. So that's also a good thing, uh, a good benefit. At the same time, um, children who are more active tend to be less sedentary. So they have less problems like obesity. And they also tend to eat healthier. Do they? <laughs> Just by playing <laughs> yeah. outside, they, they tend to eat healthier. But we, you um, know. Yeah, because um, exercise uh, regulates appetite. So to some extent, they make slightly healthier choices. Okay, when you talk about outdoor play, right, doctor... Does it only mean sports? Like, does it only mean playing a specific sport that's outdoor? Or, like, just going outside, like, to take a breather for a walk? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just being outdoors, it doesn't have to be an organized sport because when we consider being outdoors, it's either structured play, so, like, structured outdoor play, which is very organized, Mm -hmm. and sports come under that, whether they're individual sports or team sports, any sort of organized activity, even things like treasure hunts come under structured play. Uh, but there's also free play. And free play is really very important because that helps with creativity. It helps kids develop skills, thinking out of the box, you know, critical thinking, creative thinking. So all of that counts as outdoor play. It doesn't have to be sports. But what if, you know, your child is more of an indoors type? Like how do you encourage or how do you push your child to go outside to play? Okay, um, I think there are a few things. Firstly, it's good to start early uh, rather than encouraging the child, like say when they're six or seven, suddenly now you go out and play. Mm. It's important to start very early and even infants can be encouraged to be outdoors. You can put a baby on a blanket and you know get them to crawl outdoors while they're in a safe environment with adults and other people around. So you know no harm will happen to the infant, but then 
they're also getting used to being outdoors and they get to exercise also the muscles and coordination and balance. Even like for toddlers, if they go out early, maybe get them to go into a garden, then they can explore. Um, they learn things that way. Um, and it also helps with, you know, learning language, colors, cause and effect and all of that. And it's fun. Um, and it's also a way of getting them to explore things. The other thing is parents should model the behavior that they want to see in their kids. So if they want their children to be outdoors, they should be outdoors as well <laughs> and seem to enjoy it. And then that will spill over. You know, it's just like if you want your child to read, you should read in front of them and enjoy reading and then they, they'll do that. Um, the other thing to consider is the child's interest. So like as you're saying, for kids who don't like being outdoors, maybe um, if they're just curious but they're not interested in running around and sweating, Maybe you can get them to go on a walk, um, you know, go and explore the plants around or uh, play word games outdoors. You know, all those things which get them interested in being outside. Um, and then, of course, screen time. Um, I think we have to talk about screen time. Um, it, it, it's um, difficult to say no screen time at all. I think it's not really realistic in this day and mm. age, except for very young children. Of yeah. course, if they're under 18 months, you know, that's different. But um, it's important to have... Uh, rules about that and boundaries just to regulate how much screen time and when they use it and also for other sedentary behavior you know so um, instead of allowing them to sit in the whole day maybe have time allocated for other activities mm -hmm. what would be the best time for children to go outdoors to play is Ideally, there such a thing as a best time to play um, I think if, if you talk about like, you know, sensible sun exposure, you don't really want them out in the midday, mm. you know, because that, that's really hot. Of course, like physical activity at school sometimes is at that time, which, you know, for other reasons, just practical reasons. But ideally in the evening would be good because then the whole family can do that as part of a uh, regular activity. And also they do get enough sun exposure, but it's not excessive. Uh, mornings, of course, are good, but how many people can go out in the morning when yeah. everyone has to work in all sorts of Mm -mm. Now, doctor, from your own experience as a consultant developmental pediatrician, what are some of the risk factors for children who, who lack a healthy amount of outdoor play? You know, what can happen to the children who, who don't go outdoor to play? Okay, so that's like, it's in a way, it's the converse of the benefits of it. Yeah. Like if they're indoors all the time, then first of all, they don't they don't get the benefits of the physical activity. Um, they also don't get to exercise the muscles that they need to use when they're outdoors, regardless of whether they're actually doing a particular sport or they're just walking or, you know, exploring. Um, they may not get enough sun exposure and therefore they may have issues with their bone health if they're on the extreme end and they're vitamin D deficient. Mm. Also, coming back to the sedentary behavior, it can sometimes be entrenched. So after a while, if a child is used to always being indoors and not doing anything outdoors when they're young, and that continues till adulthood, there's a tendency for that to continue throughout life mm. unless they make an effort to change it. But and then, of course, you have... Uh, go ahead. You know, go sorry? Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the, uh, then, uh, <laughs> then, of course, you have like issues like obesity and you know um, health mm. effects of that. But is there such a thing as too much outdoor play? <laughs> um, I think it's difficult to, to like fix a time and say that this is the cutoff, what's too much, what's okay, you know, mm -hmm. what's ideal. It's 
individualized as well. But if the child is uh, doing, you know, basically outdoor things to the exclusion of other activities, and they're missing out on a lot of other things, that would be considered excessive. Mm. So if they're missing out on like family meal times or activities with their friends, or even things like schoolwork and you know just time to have quiet time for self reflection and for learning, then of course it's excessive. But otherwise, I think it depends on each family. Oh, when they come come back all sunburned, <laughs> then we know that <laughs> yeah. a little bit too yeah. long they spent outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, doctor, uh, what is the importance of outdoor play, especially for children with uh, different abilities such as autism, ADHD, and also learning difficulties? Is it more important for these children? I think it's just as important for kids with different abilities as it is for children who are typically developing. Um, and a lot of times, we, we, we sometimes say, okay, children who have these issues need you know certain amount of certain activities and, and it's different for children that typically developing. But at the end of the day, we should actually look at their developmental level and it's quite individualized. So for even if you compare two typically developing children, their requirements will be slightly different. Similarly, for kids with different abilities, mm. um, and the ratio of like indoor to outdoor play will be different for each child as well, depending on their abilities and their interests also. Uh, but it's just as important. Uh, but like generally speaking, if you if you have a child who's quite um, you know quite spirited and very hyperactive, yeah. and yeah, and they need a lot of uh, physical activity, then sometimes giving them more outdoor play gives them an avenue to channel that that energy effectively and constructively and that can be good um, also it helps them focus at least in the immediate post-exercise period of time so something like you know maybe doing some outdoor activity and then after that you know after having a shower sitting down and doing some table tasks or writing work can help a little bit so that helps with focus as well actually with these kids with special needs because mm-hmm. I, I remember when uh, when we were growing up uh, it was very important for us to kind of, because you mentioned about hurting themselves, mm. not to hurt themselves. It was also kind of important for us to learn to slightly like fall down, have scraped knees and everything so that we learn not to do certain things that will cause us to get hurt, right? What about the kids with special needs? Uh, what if, is it like sometimes we, uh, do we overprotect them too much that they don't mm. learn things like that? Yeah, so um, that's actually yeah very true because it's it applies for kids with special needs and kids without as well. And the younger they are exposed to outdoor play, the quicker they learn to navigate these outdoor kind of obstacles and they learn to balance and coordinate in themselves. And that's very important. So in a way, they have to integrate a lot of sensory input in real time and they have to figure out how to deal with that. So the quicker a child does that, quicker they learn the coordination skills and the balance and timing and you know planning in terms of motor skills um, and that's important for, for children with different abilities as well so like say for example for someone with autism not everyone with autism has coordination issues mm. but we do see it in some of the kids and it's nice of course to work on these things indoors like you know when you have therapy but it's also very important from a practical perspective you know to get them to use these skills and apply them outside um, so yes, yeah, it helps. Uh, and there is a little bit of evidence to say that even for typically developing children, the ones who don't get enough outdoor play early on, when they eventually need to be outdoors and they need to do some physical activity outdoors, they are the ones who are at slightly higher risk of injuring themselves as compared to the kids who fall down and you know have, scrape their knee and you know have minor injuries earlier on. 
Yeah, because I think some parents are just like, oh no, I don't want my kids to, to hurt themselves, <laughs> but it, it yeah. helps them to learn, doesn't it? it? it yeah, the fine motor yeah. skills. Yeah. And, like a lot, I, I think I heard once that they don't even know how their limbs work if they don't go out yeah. and just run and hit things and yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like exercising those muscles and using those things. Yeah. Oh, muscles. Um, and also, right. yeah. yeah. And also things like, um, you know, sometimes some parents say they don't let children climb stairs. And then when they have to climb stairs, it's so difficult when actually that's something that they should have to pick up along the way. Climb stairs. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's the indoor equivalent of what you would do for outdoor play. But, you know, I, sometimes you do see that where they, they don't allow them to do that because they're worried about the fall. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes very difficult when they actually have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't true. like climbing stairs. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my issue. But doctor, what's your opinion on uh, these indoor play areas then? Do they give the children enough or sufficient um exercise and uh, play in terms of just getting their sweat and getting their energy out? Um they work to some extent like say now in this period where we don't want children to be we don't want it to be too crowded outside. If they can, if they have an indoor play in their own house, a play area in their own houses, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But of course, if you're going to put a group of children indoors, as opposed to having them outdoors, it's still better to have them outdoors. Um, that's one. In terms of um, safety, sometimes if it's overcrowded, it can sometimes actually be safer outdoors mm. because you know, like falling on grass is much better than falling in cement. But some places are carpeted and cushioned. Yeah. Um, the other thing, of course, is just coming back to like you know being in a green environment. It actually does help with a lot of other things. So with focus, with mood, and all that. So indoor, um, I think indoor activities have their place, especially if you're talking about balance and coordination. They work on certain skills, and it allows a controlled environment to really hone those skills repetitively. Mm-hmm. But after that, you really need to go into a real environment and use those skills. Yeah, because we know here in Malaysia, we have lots of those indoor playgrounds um, where kids can just spend two hours in there, run up and down, go down slides. Is it a first world urban thing? I don't know. I just feel like it's more of the parents not wanting to be out in the sun. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a bit of both. I don't know. Now, what type of outdoor play would you sort of recommend for our children then, Doctor? Is there any specific game or outdoor uh, sports that sort of boosts growth more than others? Um, Every kind of outdoor game, to some extent, will help. I think it's important just to make sure that there's a variety of uh, activities that they do. So, there should be a combination of some structured outdoor play as well as some free play. As long as there's a balance there, that should be fine. Rather than any specific activity that works on, you know, like say do, you know, repetitions of a particular activity, it's yeah. much more important for them to have variety. Free play would mean like whatever they want to do, is it? Yes. Yeah. So you, yes, whatever they feel like doing within limits. So you can say like, okay, this is the area you can play in. Do whatever you want. You can even give them like some sticks or something and say, okay, can you do something with this? So, um, and then you'll be surprised what they come up with because that's a way of making sure that they think out of the box mm. as well. And if you think of a few generations ago, children were doing this naturally because they were picking up things and inventing their games and doing a lot of things. Mm. But now everyone, mm. you know, spends time and effort and money buying expensive things which are all pre-planned and then the kids use that of course but after a while they get tired at the same time they're not really 
using their their creativity and critical thinking, and then to some uh, extent as well helps with later academic performance. Maybe not in the early years, but when they really have to think and reason, it's actually useful. So it's not a waste of time. I mean, play can be serious business also. Now, when you say structured play, that that's sports, right? Because I see a lot of young kids being like brought by their parents to play football and maybe get into tennis or badminton. And how important is actual sport, not just running around the field? Like sport, because mm-hmm. there's a, there are rules, there are, there are there are goals that you need to get to, you need to score, whatever. How important is that? Oh, okay. It's um, it's good in the sense of instilling discipline. Uh, they have to follow rules. They learn fair play. They learn how to, you know, to win and lose gracefully. So some life skills are also learned, and they also learn a lot from their peers. There's a lot of camaraderie. There's a lot of friendships established. So sports are a good way of getting kids to to mix with each other. A good way of breaking the ice and a good way of them learning things. It's like a practice for real life. Mm. Um, but the only thing is that it's important that it doesn't become so regimented that it becomes a chore. So it should be part of everything, but it shouldn't be like every day do five hours of this in order to, you know, to achieve this. Unless, of course, the kid wants it. Because uh, some kids just yeah, want to yeah, achieve yeah. big things in sports, right? Yeah. Unless they're competitive yeah, yeah. in that sport, I yeah. guess. Then they have to spend more yeah. hours. Yeah, of course. If, they, if they're if self-motivated, that's fine. But I think it's also important to give them a little bit of balance um, to some extent. <laughs> yeah. But if they are self-motivated, that's fine. Um, it, the issue is if they're not and you know it's forced it's mm. different okay now Dr. Lastly, what's your advice for parents to encourage their kids to play outdoors more uh, okay so one is as I mentioned earlier about modelling the behaviour um, second mm. thing is take into consideration what they're interested in and work on that uh, rather than saying, okay, I want you to do this and this, you know. Um, also, if they can find um, opportunities for their children to mix with other kids who have similar interests and whom they get along with, that's a motivating factor as well. Uh, regulating a little bit of screen time and sedentary behavior um, and also starting early um, because they start early, it's, it becomes much more natural. Uh, but it's important for the children who are not interested in being outdoors that parents ease them into this. Okay. Uh, rather than say, okay, now go outside and, you know, that's it. You need to gradually get them interested in it and, um, it, and that usually works better. Now, another question, doctor. In this climate, like, you know, COVID-19, mm-hmm. dengue cases and also <laughs> rain and, and, and the hot sun, what are some of the precautions that parents need to look out for before sending our kids out for outdoor play? Oh, okay. So, um, of course, if, if it's an overcrowded area, then that's a no-no. Um, and if you have an area, like say you have a garden or something in your area, that would be the safest environment. But if not, then you can still take them to a park or somewhere more general, but just make sure you keep that social distancing, you maintain hygiene, you know, the usual things. Mm. Of course, wearing a face mask during exercise can be risky. So it's better just to keep that distance rather than asking the children to wear a mask and mm. exercise. Um, and make sure that, you know, they observe personal hygiene, clean their hands, that kind of thing. And then with dengue, um, the timing, usually it's early morning uh, and twilight, but then that also varies a little. So just if you have, I mean, like a mosquito repellent or something like that, they can use that. Um, and then just make, making sure that the environment itself is clean, um, that, that usually helps. I think um, it's just practical things that parents would, would 
they instinctively know how to do. Um, but sometimes because they worry about that, it stops them taking their kids out. Yeah. And that's not what you want. But actually, when we were kids, I remember we would dig our hands in the dirt and everything, and then we pick up some weird skin condition. But that it clears up. Isn't or go to the like the longkang yeah. to catch fish. Yeah, I isn't that, that also kind of important to kind of pick up something and then your body uh, for up our immunity, system? right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So um, some exposure to germs is important, uh, and it's important early as well. It's just that it has to be. Monitored to you know to make sure that it's not excessive. So of course you don't want a child to pick up something poisonous and eat it, yeah, or play with a, you know rusty can or that kind of thing. But you know picking something up from the floor and smelling it or you know exploring it is fine. Taking the dirt is okay as long as it's not you know you don't have anything really terrible in there. So having an adult around um, to supervise helps, but it's good for them to to actually clean the dirt a little bit. And I think parents need to go out as well. <laughs> some parents don't even want to go on these days. That's another issue with parents, right? That's a whole other conversation. It's the cleanup after that that gets to us parents. I think it's like ah. 